That was Haim. Now I'm in it. And yes, we are. We're in it. You're listening to Lisa on Radio Ara. Lisa from Ara City Radio. You may know me from the morning shows, but I'm here this evening with Hannah Ida. Good evening. Hi. Now, Hannah is a local artist. Some of you may know her because it's one of the most popular interviews that we have on our SoundCloud. And that was an interview that uh, Hannah did with Nicole probably, well, it'd be over a year ago now, was it? Yes. Well, I think it was in March or something like that. Of 2020. 20. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Hannah, Ida, I'm, t- I'm taking Hannah's your first name. Yes. Ida, your second name? No, it's not my second name. Okay. It was actually, I, I really loved um, the book Michel van Lerneberger uh-huh. when I was little. And there, the, the little sister of Michel was called Ida. And I really loved her spirit because she was kind of sweet and and she could be very quiet but she was also kind of wild and rebellious and so I thought I'd I'd combine my real name with my my dream name your alter echo uh, alter alter (laughs) image Um, and that developed just in the last couple of years because when I listened to the interview with Nicole it almost sounds as if at that time last year, you were a little bit surprised about everything that was happening to you. I mean, obviously, this last year has been very strange. But two th- let's talk about 2019, because I think you were almost like discovered in a way. Yes, it, I actually I started in January 2019 and uh-huh. I played a, a small gig and it was actually for a friend because I borrowed something from him and he said, so in return, you're, you're going to play a gig in my cafe. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going for it. And uh, it was actually a really nice experience. And after that, I had the opportunity to play on the Food for Your Senses Festival. Uh-huh. And this opened some doors, I'd say. And yeah. And so Fit for Your Senses was basically the first experience you had of playing live? Or had you always played with friends, family, that kind of thing? Yeah, I, I played for family and friends, but Food for Your Senses was the real like first concert with sound check and everything so that uh-huh. was quite exciting and since then have you played other other gigs live around Luxembourg or how is how has it developed for you or did it did it come to a, a crazy stop because of 2020 and Covid I mean how have things how, how have things been I mean after Food Fair Census in 2019 I had quite a lot of opportunities to play concerts um, then this year I also played at Neumünster and Rotonde mm. for, but yeah, obviously 2020 slowed it down a lot. So I focused a bit more on producing new songs. So you have been, you, you found the lockdown has, has helped in, 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 a, in some kind of creative way at least. Yes, it has. I mean, for me, it was also a time to work on, I'd say a bit of my anxiety to play in front of people because I was I didn't have that experience where I felt completely free to play live. I was still very anxious and. But it's interesting because that's how it's almost. It was almost like the interview that I heard with with Nicole. It was almost like an apologetic, you know, like this has happened and I'm not really sure mm-hmm. where I am and what's happening. Um, and your music is wonderful. So it, it, you. if you don't enjoy it, that would be a sh- you know playing for us such a shame because we get so much out of it. Um, so it's it's nice if you have you have actually been able to kind of 
I, I feel more comfortable, I guess, yes. in, 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 in playing for people. Um, we'll throw you in at the deep end then. Why don't you uh, decide what you're going to play for us? Because we said you have a playlist in your head, but we said you would just play as you feel. Um, so I'm not going to introduce it. You can introduce each track. What's the first track you, you think you'll play for us? Um, the first track is called Metamorphosis. And it's actually a song that's not been finished yet. Okay. And it's been in the process for a long time. And I kind of feel like it's never going to be finished. So it's, it's a bit fragmented, but um, it's about time. I'm looking forward to this. Let you get, so Hannah's just getting a guitar ready. And we'll be right there. I might move a mic closer to you if we need to. So I'll just move your, yep. Singing mic and the other mic should be okay. My heart is in the future, my hands touch the very intimate gig this evening there's only a couple of us in here but we'll try and make the appreciative noises thank you so much for that that was beautiful and is that something that you've written during last year no i think i i started you writing it in november 20 2019 right okay so you just is that, is that normal for you is that normally how you would work you would just keep working on pieces mm, it, it really depends right sometimes I, it takes a really long time and but often it's it's one two days and the song is finished. 
And how, so, how did tell us a little bit about how you came to music? So you you mentioned your friend, uh, you'd done a favour, but you must have picked up a guitar before that. Were you a secret guitarist and songwriter? Yes, I actually, I I was on a flea market. I think it was in two thousand seventeen, and I always had that interest in guitars, but I I never really thought about buying one, and. Um, I found a, a guitar on the flea market that only cost one euro, I think it was, <laughs> and it was still working. So I took it home and I learned a few chords and then I wrote the first song a few few weeks later, I think. And yeah, that's that's how it But you play other instruments then? Yes. Ah, okay. I, I, also, I played a cello and a little bit of piano. Okay, and now you've you've people at home probably don't realise, but you are very young. You've actually just graduated high school. Yes. And this last year was supposed to be an adventure travelling. Yeah. <laughs> you're not alone though. You know, you would not believe the number of people I've actually met that that that's either just after high school or between university and working. This yeah. was supposed to be the year of travel, and it hasn't happened. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but right. um, it is it is just disappointing in that in that sense. Um, Typically what you, I mean, that, that last song is about ageing and time passing. Um, typically, what would your inspirations be? I, I don't know the name of the track, but there's one that sticks in my mind, which is, um, I guess you saw someone who was on the street and was under a lamppost and, and it was like a spotlight on that person and that struck you and that kind of ended up a, that ended up in music for you. What are your inspirations typically? I think the biggest inspiration is just everyday life and people I encounter. But I always believe that art has a quite important role in in talking about politics in a way, but in a in a in a in a more creative way or in a in a different way than just talking about a politician, for example, and or or something in our society. So I I think that I, for example, with the song you mentioned, it was just a very um, a very everyday encounter mm. with a person and it developed to writing a song about the injustice that we have like the the big difference between rich and poor mm -hmm. also in Luxembourg for example and so yeah I, I just I think that it it could inspire people to have a new dialogue about things and it's often for you I mean that from the way you described or that song I, I'm sorry I, can't, I don't know the name of it because I just remember the conversation but um, is it often a picture like that that's something that sticks in your mind or is that a feeling I mean how does it come together for you does it come together as you write even mm, good question actually <laughs> I don't really I don't really know how how the idea I think yeah I think it, it often is it's it's either a conversation I had or something I listened to as a person. Just I really love taking trains, for example, because people are always talking and sometimes you can just listen to a conversation a yeah. little bit. And then sometimes you hear one phrase yeah. or you see one person, one, one thing that they do and it inspires you to talk about it. Then And, and flesh it out, build around it. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's interesting because that the the one I, I mentioned for me it was so visual the way you described that and I wondered okay is it always you know a visual picture in your head that you write from or is it a feeling or so it's interesting just to get behind the 
the process. But I guess you know it's different. It's different each time for yeah. you, especially at this stage where you're you're still de- developing and honing your skills. Um, what what would you like to play for us next? Um, a song called Beehive, and I actually I wrote it during the first um, lockdown, and it's it kind of is a tribute to my friends and classmates. Um, I I went to school with them for more than 13 years, so it was quite quite a long time. (laughs) Um, Really difficult for me to say goodbye to that time, and at the same time, it's a bit. It it should reflect that feeling of being thrown into a quite chaotic and fast-paced world. The stumbling of my heart I've learned how Cut a watermelon in half I've learned how to read The news I've learned How to win and how To lose La 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 Live in a brave new world We light a cigarette with the fire of the poor We live in a brave new world World, 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 world Live in a brave new world 
a cigarette with a fire off the poor. We live in a brave new world. World, 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 world. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. That's beautiful. Thank you. So you wrote that for um, your college and <coughs> your friends from school. Um, yes. how, how did you guys stay in touch over, I mean, Deepest Darkest, I tend to talk about the first one as Deepest Darkest Lockdown because it, it did feel mm-hmm. far more intense. Um, how did you stay in touch and together and how did that feel being, I mean, pretty much for you especially because it must have been a really intense time. That was when you finished your exams. Yeah, we, we actually didn't have... We didn't write our exams because of the lockdown, so we had we had additional stuff to do from home, and so for I guess for the first weeks we were still we we were very busy with doing our schoolwork. So the the it I didn't really miss the social contact too right. much, and then when the day we finished, it was quite strange because everyone was sitting at home sending their last work and and we were finished and and then nothing yeah there was not really there was yeah there was not much actually so that was quite sad but we did keep in touch also by by skyping and Mm -hmm. and virtual yeah just like everybody else it's it's just different and I think for young people especially it's hard and particularly at a point it must have been very very hard at that point where Mm -hmm. you know I think that's what keeps you going through that last year of school is the knowledge (laughs) that you've got that it's almost the best summer really it should be um in front of you so that's hard but uh well if you've put the time to good to good use um you know, it's our, to our advantage, let's mm-hmm. say, because there's some good music has come out of it. But I do feel for you, and I feel for for your friends as well, young people. Um, did you man? Do you share your music with them, or do you just let it kind of go? Like to de- tonight, if they're listening, they'll hear it, kind of thing. Um, or do you actively share with a group of people? Mm, I I have a, a very close a group of friends that it's very close and. It's it's really important for me to share music before I release it, for mm-hmm. example, because it's always good to get some to have to have some feedback, and they are very honest with me, mm-hmm. so that's nice. Um, and yes, I, I share a lot of music with my dad too. Mm-hmm. So, would you play with him, or in in does he play an instrument? Is that s- no? He's not. He's he's a very good cook, but he's <laughs> not a good musician. <laughs> So it's it's me singing and him. I'd, I'd say that's fine though. That's a good balance. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good balance. I know that I have a good meal when I come home after this, so that's nice. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, shout out to dad then. Um, what is it that that attracts you then to being a musician? Is it is is that really for you? Um, is it being able to express these things that obviously? feelings and emotions that caress through through you or what was it that draws you to actually producing music yeah I, I think it, it does have a kind of a therapeutic mm-hmm. um, um, effect sometimes so if I'm sad I can I, I can write a song and I can find words different words than if I would talk to someone for example so yeah I think it's it's it can be a translation of feelings and of being anxious and also how I um in Beehive the song I played just before it for me it was a big it was really really helpful to play that song because I was quite afraid of 
going out mm -hmm. to the world and mm -hmm. of finishing high school and of yeah being on my own in a way in a, in a very uh, in a in a world that I don't fully understand mm -hmm. so yeah and and when you start writing are those feelings quite concrete or do they come as you write I think it mostly comes as, as I write as you write yeah. oh <laughs> I, I, I just I admire that so much I think it's it's lovely something lovely to have um, do you have another track for us now yes because I, I do feel it should be all about the music tonight <laughs> rather than me talking but it's called Olamp and I wrote it for a very good friend of mine called Olamp Thank you so much. Um, you, you mentioned 
either people or things, you know, when you're, you're, your inspirations. Do you ever collaborate with anyone in terms of writing? Yes, I, I just collaborated with a very good friend of mine and a very talented musician. He's called Florian van Koy. And we're going to release a song tomorrow. So Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, yes. <laughs> we're a day too early. Are um, we going to get a sneak peek or not? No. <laughs> that's, that's okay, but you'll send it to us tomorrow. We can yes. play it on air in the morning. That's fine. I appreciate that. Um, so tell me a little bit about it then, the, the, the track at least. Give us a, a sneak peek in terms of um, a little bit about it. Preview. Yes. So I think we, we try to portray the, the kind of mysterious and fragile nature of humanity's interpersonal connections. So we, we thought about um, relationships in terms of uh, a love relationship or just a friendship. And as Florian and I were also very good friends, it was yeah interesting to to find out how how difficult it sometimes is to be uh just friends in a very heteronormative society yeah so people florian, don't people don't get it yeah yeah so it's yeah. it's florian and i being a boy and a girl mm -hmm. so people always assume directly assume oh is there something and if i would be just friends with a girl it it wouldn't be the same it's and so we we thought about it being quite an important issue to talk about and say um, it because it, it is annoying for heterosexual people, but it's it most importantly, it makes us not see um, homosexual people. So mm -hmm. in, yeah, we wanted oh. to talk about that. Interesting. Oh, I really look forward <laughs> to that. Now, did, did you just collaborate in terms of the lyrics and the writing of, or did you cl collaborate on the music as well? And the, the We actually did everything together, more or less. So we, it, it started because we were improvising in Florian's bedroom and he was playing the piano, I was singing okay, a little so, bit. Uh, yeah, and okay. at some point we thought, oh, it, it might be interesting. So we recorded it and um, then we started working on it for for a few weeks and so yeah so Florian plays a lot of instruments mm -hmm. uh, he played the piano he also played the guitar for the song and then the rest of the instruments we used like a midi keyboard right um, and I mostly wrote the lyrics so we had very good balance of yeah, competences and ideas I guess and did you <laughs> learn a lot of new sort of skills by doing that together you know, in terms of mixing and stuff like that, I'm thinking. Yes, that that was really interesting. Also because I, last year, I, or the year before already, I recorded a song at a studio mm -hmm. and it was quite different because I didn't have as much, I couldn't give as much input, I felt like. And so we, your control was given over to yeah. somebody else. Okay, yeah. And there was also a lot more time pressure because you have to pay for the studio and for the person, the producer. And this time it was it was just really nice because we took a lot of time. We, we gave a lot of time to the process. And um, I definitely learned that it's it's good to have an organized, like organized in, in the music program because when we went to the person that mixed and mastered it, he was going crazy because there was no... There was no order in the stuff we did, but so yeah, we definitely learned a lot. I That's think. interesting. It's funny because um, 
well, Frances of Delirium was the first gig that we had in mm-hmm. our series. And she's very much do it yourself. You know, that's how she's kind of come up through, which is great to the extent that she's, you know, literally drawing the album covers and things. Yeah. Um, and uh, then with Bartleby Delicate, it's interesting because he said during lockdown, he was kind of forced to do more than he'd done before. And it was good for him because, mm-hmm. you know, it was areas where he thought, Oh, I need I need a professional to to mix that or whatever. You know, he needed he needed to give his music over into hands of somebody, and then obviously during lockdown that just couldn't couldn't happen, and and it forced him to experiment a bit more and just try. And he said he learned so much, so it's 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 great. Yeah, it is, and I also realized that I'm I really enjoy being independent because mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm not with a label or something, so I do everything myself, and I have I have a hundred percent control over what I do and that's super important for me because last year I released a song for example where I wasn't 100% sure if it was representing me and my music and also video and there I worked with a lot of professionals but I was not 100 I was not really confident sometimes to say I like that I, I don't like that and obviously if you work with someone else you also have to make compromises and it's good but um yeah also this year we we did a little uh, music video ourselves and it was y- you can see that it w- is not done by a professional but you can see that there's a lot of heart in it and yeah. heart and soul and yeah. passion and i think that's more important actually yeah and i think you know i think the control aspect of it is um is important you know especially at your stage where you yeah. really are absorbing uh from other people and and trying to find who you are as a musician mm-hmm. uh, then it's coming from you and you've got control of that I mean at some stage obviously that my things if things get too big then it makes sense to give some things over to other people yeah. just to be able to cope but at this stage it's really I think it's really important and and, uh, and, and very heartening to hear you've been able to do it um, maybe I'll play another track I've got another question to ask but I'll, I, I, as I said it should be a bit the music so let's play another track and then I'll come back to, to what we've just been talking about maybe all right It's called Apple Tree, and I wrote it for my parents. Uh, I write poetry. Whoops, sorry, wrong capo. <laughs> okay. I write poetry and outer into rain sends a strong apple tree and it fades on a tree and I try to be free how oh, I sit on a tree to be far away from home oh home is my yellow paradise you Too far away and too 
was lovely as a parent as well <laughs> such a nice sentiment thank you for that um just a question i thought when we were talking before in terms of collaborations and and things you're doing i mean it's been it'll be difficult maybe to judge in in as much as last year has been so weird and it was just as you were coming into the scene but how do you feel luxembourg does in supporting new music young artists um even you know i mean there's i guess there's two levels to it you know how does how do how does the music scene support each other um and then in terms of the government how do you feel you know there is the support financial support there have you any feel for it mm, i feel like there's a lot of support actually in luxembourg and it's it's probably also because there's less musicians in mm -hmm. a way and also less newcomers but i was I was I felt very supported by the by other musicians too. It was kind of easy to access the scene in general, and then also you yeah, are supported by radio stations. And last year I did a music video with um, financial support by the government too. And I mean it was a quite it was a lot of work to um, ask for the money because you have to write um, you write a proposal, a demand, mm -hmm. a proposal and stuff like that. But Still, it's there's there's a lot of support, and I really appreciate it. And the in terms of the music scene and other musicians, is it quite accessible? Yeah, I think it's super accessible. And yeah. because there's not that that I think there's not that cult of oh so famous people in Luxembourg. Yeah. Like, all the musicians are very down to earth, and also Serge Tonner, for example, he really supports. He's I mean he's a very established musician yeah. in Luxembourg, and he really supports young musicians and in in their on their on their journey yeah no it's, it's nice to hear because i do always wonder it sounds to me and it feels to me as or looking from the outside almost outside but you know i do think there is quite a bit of support here mm -hmm. but then you never know you know how the artist actually experiences it themselves and it came to mind because i was talking to a young guy who's just come back from amsterdam he's just graduated and um, from Amsterdam, he's a musician. He's back here, but he doesn't know the scene here. And mm -hmm. I and I was saying to him just the other day, you know, you need to connect with other musicians, and they'll help you through. 
you know the the process and and who to get in touch with and you know who who books which venues etc yeah. and then afterwards I was thinking I've said all that I don't know if it's true because I've never actually experienced that myself it's just how I see it so it is nice to to hear that uh, that that's how you've experienced have have you been have you played in other places or always in Luxembourg um always in Luxembourg until now yeah until now because we were trying to book you I think in December but you were in Vienna that was just yes that was just a trip it wasn't that you were studying there no, no no I was I was just staying with my brother for a while so what is the plan for the future I would like to continue in agriculture probably okay so um, maybe studying agriculture but my plans are still quite vague I, I'd say it's probably just as well right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the, there's no point in having plans that that uh, aren't going to come to fruition in the in the next little while but uh, yeah. that seems like a decent plan you thinking of staying on in in Luxembourg or are you going abroad for that or no I would I would like to go abroad I think it's it, it's quite important to Go out, go out of of the of the Luxembourg bubble in a way because I, I feel like Luxembourg is a very it is a bubble in a way and so yeah it's I've all about bubbles this year though Hannah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> but I would like to to go out of Luxembourg for so, a while just so where are we thinking do we know um, Germany maybe okay or, yeah and will you try and keep your music alive while you're I mean our agriculture music it's not an obvious <laughs> connect you know um, other than maybe the inspiration I see that um, it, I'm not surprised when you tell me that uh, but will you try and continue with your music yes I think so I'm I mean it's it's a very intuitive process yes it has, had, has always been so um, even if it would only be for myself I, I think I would continue and I, I really appreciate it. So I, I enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy making music and playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you, I hope you find, uh, I hope you find a place that uh, can combine agriculture and music scenes. So we'll need to do a bit of research on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you, have you anywhere in mind yet? Sorry. Have you anywhere in mind that might combine the two? Mm, yeah, Berlin could be a, a good yeah. way to combine it. I guess yeah. a, a big city is always good. Yeah. Aim music Probably. scene that's where you get the music scene and then the the, the studying comes yes. comes with that sounds good how many tracks do you have prepared for us i think we've at least another one or two yeah i have two left excellent okay so what's the next one you'd like to play for us um we were talking about vienna so that is it's 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 a song about the terror attack that happened in vienna because mm. it was the time where i was there and i I think it, it, it should reflect a bit that very strange sensation of a city that's, that has turned to be paranoid, in mm, a way. Mm -hmm. So after the f a few days after the attack, when you walked down the streets, everyone was looking around and was so... There was someone just came and took the, the feeling of safety, in a way. Mm -hmm. And, I yeah. It, it doesn't have a... I, it's called The Lady Next Door. Okay. 
so beautiful can come from something as horrendous as that um, attack in Vienna because it's it was quite you know a shocking yeah a shocking thing to happen um, thank you thank you for that that's a beautiful piece of music thank you do you um, do you we talked at the beginning about performing live have you grown to enjoy it um, more or, or less are there still <laughs> butterflies and maybe that needs to be like that I yeah, don't know I feel like it, it's 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 always good to be a little bit nervous, but um, yeah, sometimes it like sometimes I tend to forget my words. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm. It's it's a process, and I'm still in the process. But I'm enjoying it more and more. More and more. Yeah, no, it's beautiful because um, yeah, I just think it's 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 what we've missed the most. I think this last year mm-hmm. are the live performances, and I I think. With we or I as as you know someone who really enjoys music um, doesn't you know make or play an instrument or anything. 
it's I don't think I realised how much it meant to be able to mm-hmm. go to live gigs and how much energy you got from it. So I think it is something to to be appreciated and 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 know that we do appreciate it so so much. Yeah. I mean, we've struggled to keep the, the the idea of these intimate studio gigs came. We did our crowdfunding in September, and um, we thought everything had opened up, you know, and we would be going forward from there. And it's been hard to to keep it going. Um, because we can't have as many people in as, yeah. as we would like, etc. But we're, you know, we're determined that it's going to keep going. So we really appreciate you you coming and supporting us in 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 doing this uh, tonight. So yeah, very much appreciated. And if it helps you practice, that's a good thing too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Hannah, we are kind of almost out of time. So I think if we play your your next track, and then we see where we're at. Yes. And uh, as I say, I really appreciate you coming. And uh, yeah, before you go, I have to obviously make sure that you you have all the information you need to be able to send us the track that you are that drops tomorrow. Yes. So exciting. That is exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. Unfortunately, our, our Tuesday night slot is our Tuesday night slot. It's not. It's not something we can be flexible on. But uh, yeah. Is there a sp- specific time tomorrow that the, the, the track drops? I mean, on Spotify, iTunes, these will drop at midnight. Tonight? Tonight. Okay, so we could actually play it on the breakfast show tomorrow. <laughs> That's good. All right, I'll get all the information from you before before we leave here. Um, I'm very glad about that. And, uh, yeah, I'll just let you play on just now. Thank you. Um, the song is called Oh Boy, and it's a song that should... The message, I guess, is it's okay to be sad sometimes. <laughs> oh boy, it is alright to be sad sometimes. But after the storm, it's gonna be alright. Oh girl, it is alright to be sad sometimes. But after the storm, it's gonna be a new life Alright, 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 alright A poem of goodbye to all the misery Screaming pain, let it all fade away. The fear and the earthquakes troubling your heart, let it all fade apart. You sit inside a room.
It's really interesting because um, I just want to say this. It's really interesting. Your music's so insightful. Um, I read an article the other day which was basically saying the younger generation, younger than me, <laughs> love its radio, nobody can see what age I am, but um, the younger generation, there's this idea that you have to be happy, the pursuit of happiness, and you have to be happy, and it's, it's, it's everything's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's just not realistic, and it's, just, it's not how we typically, my generation, would have thought. You know, there's some days that are just meh, you yeah. know, and that's okay. And uh, there's some days that are actually a bit shit, and that's okay too. And you will, you know, next day it'll be better and it'll be fine. You can, like, just go to bed. Tomorrow will be all right. Whereas this idea of always having to be happy and the perpetual... I suppose it's 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 fed also by the whole social media thing of, of, yeah. of putting up the, uh, you know, all the go- good moments. Um, and it's just in itself, it's it's not healthy, you know, and it's it's compounding people's anxiety. So it's interesting to hear yeah, you uh, you address that. You can listen to your music if they're not feeling great. That might be a <laughs> that might be an idea. Hannah Ida, thank you so so much for being with us this evening. I really appreciate it so much. Um, it's been lovely been really lovely and I hope I really hope you get to do some traveling before you have to go and you have to go and study the the, you've got till September you know things are going to be fine um but uh yeah I know things have been a bit different but you seem to have made the best of the last year and the music that's been produced has been phenomenal I've really appreciated you sharing that this (laughs) evening so that's been lovely thank you and I hope to have you back at Ara City soon listen in because be some music dropping. Sounds good. Thanks, Anita. See you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Gonna play out with Hannah Ida. Re-